Blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they will be filled. That's one of the Beatitudes. This is the Beatitudes on the calendar this year. Yeah, he'll, he'll give you a sense of being filled. Let's go on to the second section. Those who sat in darkness, in the shadow of death, bound. Now, we're talking about God's people experiencing this. People getting enough off track, enough backslidden, enough in a goofy, have you ever been in a goofy place? Maybe, maybe you people don't know anything about being in a strange place <laughs> spiritually. No, no, no. Those who sat in darkness in the shadow of death, bound in affliction and irons. Yeah, it's like you're chained up because they rebelled against the word of God. So it's in the Bible and we go, I'm not doing that. Huh? You ever see things in the Bible and say, well, I'm going to go to this other page. I'm not going to do that. Well, you know, you're just going to get yourself in trouble. Rebelled against the words of God and despised the counsel of the Most High. Therefore, he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down and there was none to help. The doctor can't help. The attorney can't help. The minister can't help. <laughs> Anybody you want to name, they can't help. You can get yourself in a predicament. Yeah, not even the minister can help you. <laughs> she, as if, if you thought he could help you in the first place. Well, some, sometimes I might. God gives me grace. <laughs> well, so when you're in a situation where nobody can help you, you're in a hopeless situation. Have you ever been in a hopeless situation? Not that I wish this on anybody. Not a one. I, I do not wish this on anybody that you get in a hopeless situation. But listen, if that kind of thing is going on in your heart and your mind and in your innermost soul and the deepest spirit, if that's going on in you, do the next verse. <laughs> verse 13. Yeah, you saw this before in part one. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distresses and he brought them out of darkness and out of the shadowed, you know, they were to the point where they just felt like dying. No, God will bring you out of it and it says, and broke their chains in pieces. You ever felt you've been so hopeless case? There's no way out and I may as well die and what's the use of living? And, you know, and there's some around that, that knew of the one dear soul that says, I wish God would just killed me last night. <laughs> Every time I visited her, she, you know, well, praise God, she's going on. Praise God. But it, those chains can be broken, friends, 
And when that when the chains are broken, that's when the next verse, verse 15, kicks in. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. Yeah, why? Because he did it. He got me out of that hopeless situation. Nobody could help me but God. Nobody but God. And I can't, you know, so if the doctor helps me, I need to thank the doctor. If the attorney helps me, I need to thank the attorney. If the insurance guy helps me, I need to thank the insurance guy. If it's God who helped me, oh, that men would praise the Lord, give thanks to the Lord, glorify the Lord for his goodness, for his his said, his loving kindness. He wants you to understand his loving kindness. That's that goodness, same word in Hebrew. For his wonderful works to the children of men. And then here's the final verse after, after uh, the, uh, uh, oh, that men would praise or, or give thanks to the Lord. Verse 16, for he has broken the gates of bronze. By the way, sometimes heaven can feel like it's, Bronze between us and heaven. And, you know, did, 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 did my prayer get any higher than the ceiling? Seems like heaven was as bronze. No, listen. The truth is about my prayer and about your prayer, it doesn't need to go any higher than the ceiling because he's here. Whether you feel like it or not, he's here. He's right with you. And whether or not, even if you you feel like your prayer goes out instead of going up, it goes clunk. Guess who's the more lowly one that's already in the lowly position to to get that prayer from you? Oh, God's way more good than what we think he is. And he's in the lowly place to catch the lowly prayer. And that cry to him, oh God, help me. Help me say it, Lord. God is vested. His energy, his creative energy of the universe into finding that one that has taken their heart to a lowly place and called out to him. I just encourage you to do that. You, you yourself will begin to understand things you never understood before. You will, I just predict you will wake up in the middle of the night and realize things you never realized before. Part three, starting with verse 17, fools. (laughs) Yeah, well, Lord, just call it what it is. Stupid, 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 stupid. Have you ever done something where you could go stupid, stupid, stupid? Why did I do that? Maybe this does not apply to you. <laughs> you know what? I sort of hope it never, you never did the fool thing. Fools, because of their transgressions and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Don't blame it on the devil. Don't blame it on your neighbors. Surely don't blame it on your wife. 
No, it's your own stupid, stupid, stupid fault. You are a fool. I've been a fool. Their souls abhorred all manner of food. It got, you know, it got so bad I don't even feel like eating. And they drew near to the gates of death. Yikes. How bad can it get? I had a lady tell me, I had got to die tonight. Please let me commit. So I said, I got to die tonight. I got to die tonight. It's two blocks from my house. Lady was saying, I got to die tonight. And her son called me down there and I was going, why do you want to die? Because I married the wrong man. <laughs> I, go, oh. I go, you know, she sort of got a point there. <laughs> he was a monster now and she was married to him. But to the point of, you know, to the point of death, drew near to the gates of death. She foolishly, years and years ago, rushed into this marriage, you know. And she had a number of wonderful children. Children cared way more about her than anybody else in the whole world. Her children loved her. But she was ready to commit suicide. Foolish. That is just, her foolishness got her into that position. Why do you, listen, you get yourself in that kind of predicament. Have you ever been in a predicament? Maybe I'm not talking to the right crowd here. You know, have you ever been in a predicament? If you've ever been in a predicament, what do you do? Next verse. Look at it. Verse 19. Then, yeah, ready to commit suicide. No, 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 no. Here, verse 19. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And he saved them out of their distresses, more than one. He sent his word and healed them. By the way, we did for her we prayed, and we prayed with her, and we prayed for her. And she said, I feel better already. <laughs> I go, no. Stick with, stick with the Lord on this. Oh, and she hadn't. She had drifted away from the Lord. Her mess had caused her to drift away from the Lord. Well, that was foolish too. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his has said mercy, goodness, and for his wonderful, wonderful, wonderful works to the children of men. And then it adds a verse, let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. Now, when you're calling out to the Lord, you may not have the sensibilities to praise God and to thank him and oh God you're so good to me and you're what you have poured what you have just poured out on me is almost inexpressible but let me tell you that day God's more real to you than the day before and there is a place of living where God is just not 
you sort of believe that there's a God or that you sort of know that there's a God. Know that God is real. And how many times have I got myself in a predicament? Oh, my, 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 my. So here I am, I'm in a car. I told this story before, but I'm going to tell you, tell you it again. Same story, because it's a good illustration. <laughs> so I'm driving down the road. I have just crossed the Ohio State line, going into Indiana, headed toward Butler, probably half the size of Campbelltown. All right. They got a, but they got one policeman. <laughs> yeah, I met him that night. <laughs> I'm driving along, and I come up over... There's no hills in that part of the country. It's flat, all right? But there's a little rise in the road. I come up over this rise, and there's a guy standing there in my lane. We're talking after midnight. He's in my lane going like this, and I go. And, and I'm going speed limit, which is probably 60. And he's in my lane. And I honk the horn, but all of a sudden I, and he jumps out of the way. But I'm on, I need, I need ice skates because I'm on glare ice. And my car is doing whatever it wants to do. So what do you do? We try, I try to remember real quick what, what Mr. Wesseling, that my driver training teacher taught us in, in, in driver training class. When you're on glare, what to do? You know, don't do this or don't do that. Well, I knew not to hit the brake. Never. And be very careful how, how quickly or how firmly you even touch the accelerator. Yeah. And, and, we're, and now we're way out of control. I'm going down the road 60 mile an hour sideways. And enough time to say, oh, God, help me. You know what can happen to a car when you hit anything at 60 mile an hour? Now I am going backwards 60 mile an hour. Backwards, down the road. And I can tell I'm starting to go off. You know, I'm, there's nothing I can do. Nothing. Nothing, nothing. All I can do is call on the name of the Lord. Cry out to God for help. And my car goes off the road backwards on the other side. So I've rotated and now I'm going backwards and I with, within five feet miss a guardrail and down here is a sign that is for the intersection up here saying there's an intersection and I miss the sign. I'm still going backwards. Now I'm out in the weeds. Probably going 50. And like this, I'm, just, I'm reliving this. And my car continues to rotate, and now I'm going sideways the other way. And finally, after 
that seemed like a really, 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 really long time, the car comes to a stop sideways. You know, going sideways helps, I guess, when you're off the road. And I go, oh, the, you know, oh, that man would what? Thank the Lord, praise the Lord, thank Him, glorify His name. Oh. They would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to children of men. That I didn't hit a tree, that I didn't hit another car. By the way, how close did I come to hitting another car? I did not realize until I got, you know, I put my car in gear and it wouldn't go anyplace. And I go, what's going on? I got out of my car and I go, I walk around the end of my car. Here my wheels are hanging out over a ravine and down in the ravine is a car. I can see its headlights down there and I just about ended up on top of that car. Just about. Wow. But you know, that that incident, you can tell, <laughs> you can tell, was God real in my life that night? I go, yeah, I think so. I think God was real to me. And I continue to thank him and glorify his name for providing what I needed exactly right then. Thank you, Lord. Not tomorrow, not next week, not two years from now, right now. Thank you, Lord. Predic predicament. And uh, hallelujah, my AAA worked to get me pulled out. It's the only thing I can think, but the fact that there was a AAA guy close, that God worked that out. But I, th I thank the AAA guy for pulling, <laughs> pulling me out. <laughs> thanks to whom thanks is due. And I thank the policeman. He got out of his vehicle and he slipped and fell, fell on his posterior right there in the highway. I go, yeah, it's really slick. <laughs> and he got the road department out there. Yeah. <laughs> One tow truck just about ended up in my car. <laughs> Here he comes, you know, and he's, he's doing this number, you know. Oh, friends. But that's life. So... So would I go back and say, Lord, just never let that happen? How do I learn and understand the, the mercies of God? Now look at that, that in verse again. Just make sure you know what's in that in verse. Whosoever is wise, I don't know if I am. I'm working on it, Lord. Whoever is wise will observe these things so when you're in a predicament, you call in the name of the Lord, you do that, and what? And they will understand the loving kindness of the Lord. After that was over, I knew a lot more about the loving kindness of, of God for me that day. <laughs> and it's still with me. It is still with me. Yeah, well, I remember when the Lord did that, and I remember when the Lord did that, and I remember when the Lord did that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Foolishness. 
last one, and this will take us down to verse 32, 32 and then we'll quit. I could do more, but um, I don't want you to be here till four o'clock. Um, Number four, starting with verse 23, there are those who go down to the sea in ships. Now, this is the sea of life. And it's your life out there on the sea. These who go down to the sea in ships, who do business on great waters, they see the works of the Lord and his wonders are in the deep. He commands and rises the stormy wind, which lifts up the waves of the sea. They mount up to heavens. They don't go down again to the depths. You almost get seasick uh, <laughs> reading this. Down to the depths. By the way, I was, so I was, my brother-in-law's sailboat, he had a 43-foot Pearson sailboat. And he said, here, take the wheel. And we're, we're, we're on the end of a hurricane <laughs> coming through the area. And, and the boat is doing this number. <laughs> oh, I got so, and I, so I, I'm here, I am with the wheel. And I go, now what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Clueless, just clueless. Just absolutely clueless. And, I, and I'm sick. And I'm getting sicker. How sick do you have to get before you get desperate? How sick do I need to get before I call on God? That's an interesting question. How sick do I have to get before I call the doctor? That's an interesting question. For a man? How, how many men like to call the doctor? I don't even like to tell my wife, let alone the doctor. I was sick, and I was thrown up and whatever else. <laughs> but it sounds, right there it is, up and down. Their soul melts because of trouble. They reel to and fro, and they, str they stagger like a drunken man. Yeah, I, in that situation, these way, we, so we're talking about four and a half foot swells, probably. This, you know, and I go, what were why am I here and what are we doing out here on Long Island Sound? <laughs> Yikes. Why? Clifford, why did I ever let you talk me into this? Oh, we'll have real good winds. Oh, yeah, we had real good winds. Staggered like a drunken man. And our, look at this, end of verse 27 and are at their wit's end. And if you ever get to a point in your life, in your Christian walk, in, your, in the, the, the spirituality that God is developing in you, if you ever get to wit's end, you know you are someplace. Yeah, you're that place of desperation again. And nobody, there's, my brother-in-law, he couldn't help me. You know, he knew how to steer the boat, but <laughs> there's no way we're going to land when it's like this. There's no way we we're going to make dock with, with all of this. By the way, our lives can be at times like this. 
and to the point we're at wit's end. At wit's end. Verse 28, oh, then that you already know what, that, what it is. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. If you got trouble, cry out to the Lord. If you got trouble, cry out to the Lord. They cry out to the Lord in their trouble. He brings them out of their distresses, more than one, their distresses. He calms the storm. But I don't even remember how we made it back safely. I was too sick, I guess. <laughs> I got over being sick. When we were back in the car, I was so glad to be on solid ground. He calms the storm so the waves are stilled. Then they are glad because they are quiet. So he guides them to their desired haven. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness, goodness, has said, for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the assembly of the people. Yeah, that's Sunday morning, okay? The assembly of the people and praise him in the company of the elders. That means you can, you can tell the pastor too. Last verse, do it one more time, the last verse. Whoever is wise, Lord, am I wise yet? Whoever is wise will observe, that is, will do these things. That's verses 1 through 32, at least. Actually, there's some things in 33 to 42, but we're, I'm not going to list those right now. If you do them, so some real quick, come on, real quick, just two sentences. Some people think if you understand a thing that it's adequate, and then you'll believe, and then you do. With God, listen, with God, it's exactly the opposite. You obey God and his word, and then suddenly it'll open up and it'll make more, way more sense to you. And you go, oh, that's what is really true or that's what it's really about. You will. You do it and you will. You call out to God in your troubles. And sincerely, call out to God in your troubles and what? You will understand the loving kindness of the Lord. Thank you, Father, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for getting Karen and I here. <laughs> and the sort of uh, distresses out there in that, too. Lord, you're good to us. You are so good. It far outpaces our mind to really say what it is, your goodness. And so, Lord, this loving kindness thing, this goodness thing, Lord, may we capture it as the root of our praising you and showing forth your glory. And every time we understand that you've done something, there is so much we don't understand, but when we do understand it, may we give glory 
that is due and worthy to your name. Thank you, Father, for your word this morning to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Closing hymn is...